Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hi, this is Tom Salemi. Welcome back to the OIS Podcast. I'm pleased to be joined by Vance Thompson. He's a refractive and cataract surgeon in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Vance, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Tom. Vance, I know you're active in the startup community and uh, you work with a number of uh, companies, uh, large and small, as well as investors. And I want to hit upon innovation and technology a bit later. But I wanted to first discuss, uh, well, it's actually a continuation of a discussion we had at the uh, OIS uh, dinner in Chicago. Uh, I had the good fortune of sitting next to you there, and you had mentioned a book that had been influential in, in your management of your practice and, and some other endeavors. Uh, and I was hoping we could hit upon the experience economy. I mean, we talk a lot about technology and innovation in this podcast, but it seems like another area of uh, exploration for for physicians like yourselves and surgeons like yourselves is is finding new ways to deal with and engage the the, the patient population. So, could you tell us a bit uh, about the experience economy? What what that book is and and sort of what it meant to you. Yes, Tom, and and uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, the the fact of the matter is, in the practice of medicine, especially in this modern day, um, technology is, is is extremely important, and of course, uh, doing a great job as a physician. But what I started noticing in my practice, thinking that those were uh, the differentiators, I started realizing, you know, patients come in expecting that. They, they trust their physicians. And, and what I thought was a differentiator was really something that um, was expected. And what I felt and started noticing that the true differentiator was uh, the people uh, that were in my practice and how they treated the patient. And then the processes themselves, how was the patient, how was their experience? And and when I started noticing that as a significant differentiator, I decided I wanted to study it and take that experience to another level. And did you happen upon the Experience Economy book? Uh, and perhaps you can talk about the lessons and the philosophies put forth in that book and, and, and then introduce those into your practice? Or did you begin to look for something uh, that would provide some of the answers to the questions that you were having? Well, you know, in in, in my education, uh, you know, the the technology end of it, you know, came uh, rather naturally as it does, uh, you know, for physicians. We we study anatomy and we do all the things that a doctor does. But when you start talking about the experience that occurs in a business, uh, be it you know a hotel like the Ritz Carlton or a wonderful restaurant, and you try to transfer those ideals into a medical practice, that's not something that did uh, come naturally because that wasn't a part of my training. And so when I started looking for that, I found this group uh, called the International Council for Quality Care, ICQC, and I actually went and took a course uh, from them on the patient uh, experience and was just fascinated with it and, and, and started to apply the principles and hired a consultant uh, who's also a friend, Sharif Madavi, who um, is an expert in this arena, to help my practice. And Sharif introduced me to a man uh, by the name of Jim Gilmore, who's the co-author 
of the book, The Experience Economy. And the three of us started uh, discussions that led to um, eight practices across this country developing uh, a group that we would go with Jim to various cities um, and experience businesses and dissect what was good about the experience, what was not good about the experience, and what we could transfer into the practice of medicine. So one thing led to another, and now every employee that joins my practice, uh, we have them read three books. One, The Experience Economy by uh, Jim Gilmore and Joel Pine, and, and the second, Secret Service by John DeJulius, and the other, Raving Fans by Ken Blanchard. And it really helps someone joining our medical surgical practice understand how important that experience is uh, to us. That, that's interesting. And I, I think I've mentioned to you before, I worked at a Ritz-Carlton uh, during college and my dad worked there as well. And, and you're right, they do really make an effort to infuse a, a sort of a grace and understanding in their employees that you can feel when you're there. It's, it's very palpable. And it's something as a former employee that, that sticks with you, that it's uh, that you're when, whenever possible, be, be gracious and courteous. And I think that that goes a long way. Uh, how do you, um, I guess the, the, the asking your employees to read these books is, is almost like a, or, or basically requiring them to read these books is almost a self-selective pra- practice because the ones who really go at it and, and work to adopt the lessons in there are clearly the, the kind of people you want working with you, correct? Well, that's, that's exactly right. And, and uh, I absolutely love the practice of medicine and I love the traditions that have been passed on. Uh, for generations and the evolution of knowledge. But, you know, one tradition that maybe hasn't been, you know, quite so perfect is, uh, you know, how the patients are treated and, and, and patient wait times and those types of things and the experience and, and having it be, you know, something that, you know, would be uh, having them feel so cared about that it's, it's almost like that Rich Carlton experience. Those sorts of traditions um, haven't been um, carried on. And I think to thrive in modern day medicine, we need to, you know, understand what some of the, the, the great entities of the world are doing to create an experience. And when you bring an experience uh, that's, you know, so powerful that it touches people and you combine it with something that's intimate as, you know, for instance, correcting their vision, you put a great experience with that, and it really can be a transformational event in their life that leads them to you know, want to tell their friends. Mm. I want to ask you what sort of palpable uh, returns you've seen from this approach, and, and we'll get into that right after this, this break. The Ophthalmology Innovation Summit at ASCRS is the premier platform showcasing both public and private companies with cutting-edge surgical technologies. Applications to present are now being accepted through February 27th. Apply online at ois.net forward slash application. And we're back with Vance Thompson. We're talking about uh, how he has employed books like The Experience Economy in, in the management of his practice. Vance, have you seen uh, palpable returns? Uh, I don't know how you would measure that from this approach uh, of, of really focusing on, on uh, customer engagement, patient engagement, and having your, your, your staff really, uh, really study those approaches and, and execute them properly in your practice? Well, I, I, I definitely have. And, 
especially in this environment of reduce, reducing third-party reimbursement and, and just the challenges of uh, the practice of, of medicine in, in this day and age when you're counting on that insurance reimbursement. I have over the years uh, had you know that side of the practice where a patient is willing to invest their hard-earned dollars, be it refractive surgery uh, or refractive cataract surgery. But when you're you know, utilizing uh, procedures and technologies not covered by insurance and a patient's going to be investing uh, in those procedures, you now uh, are, in, in essence, competing with dollars that they have choices to do uh, with them. And, and, and so when you get into that arena, arena of cash pay medicine, um, that's where I think the, the experience becomes absolutely so critical. And by you know, working with a team and having like-minded partners um, and, and, and really working hard on this experience, I've been absolutely amazed what it's done for our practice health uh, over the years, uh, especially in our practice that has a strong refractive surgery, strong refractive cataract surgery, and a strong aesthetics component to it. Um, the patient experience has been really what's allowed us to thrive in this uh, era of modern-day medicine. That's great. That's a great story. Uh, we are the we shouldn't, of course, neglect uh, innovation. And I know you've been been involved in uh, in again a number of startups out there and in, in, in a number of innovative techniques. What uh, what new approaches uh, devices maybe have that pending approvals or, or commercial launches? Uh, have you uh, very excited going into the new year? What what's new and exciting out there? Well, you know, having seen a lot of innovation over the years, I I really uh, feel that we're uh, in, an, in, in an exciting time, um, in, in, in particularly, uh, you know, my area of, of ophthalmology, uh, refractive and, and cataract surgery. And one of the areas that um, I've had the honor of being a, a principal investigator in is, is uh, corneal collagen cross-linking um, with the uh, Avidro uh, uh, technology and methodology. And the advancements that's been made uh, by this company, uh, led by David Muller and the science, has, has led to some amazing results. And it really uh, is serving an unmet need. And that's a technology that I just get really excited uh, for our country to be able to, to offer patients. And um, another one that I'm involved with as a, as a principal investigator is the, the Calhoun light adjustable lens. And, and this idea of being able to change the refractive state of an implant when it's in someone's eye, so it's actually customized to that patient, um, absolutely huge. And then uh, another one that I think is a real game changer is Oculive. They have this neurostimulator that, that stimulates uh, the patient's tears. And the more you treat the ocular surface, and, and you know, whether it's uh, corneal surgery or cataract surgery, and we know there's you know, both an optical effect, uh, you know, improving our vision by having a healthy, healthy tear film, and of course, our eye health. But there's no tear better than our own. And when a patient at will can stimulate their own tear production mechanism to make their own eyes moist with their own tears, absolutely huge. And uh, we're also smile investigators. You know, using a femtosecond laser to uh, be able to give LASIK-like results without a flash. And those are those are uh, some of the uh, trials that we're in right now. But it's really uh, exciting time in ophthalmology for innovation. Those are, those are some really large areas. It's great to see innovation finding solutions for those problems. Uh, how do you 
how are you how do you evaluate the the pace of innovation today is it accelerating are you seeing more exciting new approaches or, or do you see any kind of worrisome slowdown in, in new developments well you know since i uh, have the honor of uh, participating in both um, the early development uh, and planning and listening to um, some of the leaders in the uh, venture community um, I, I i sometimes um, have concerns about the, the pace of, of FDA approval or um, the cost of bringing a product uh, to market and how much that has skyrocketed. And, and But I've also been amazed how uh, these same folks have been able to navigate that system and bring a lot of neat new ideas uh, to uh, researchers such as myself, because I feel like I'm seeing uh, as vigorous of a, a pace of new research opportunities and new technologies um, as ever. And so even though it's a more challenging environment, it's impressive to see how uh, the people that, you know, kind of uh, fund and decide what technologies are going to be coming next have have managed to navigate it. I'm looking forward to seeing what some of the new ideas uh, at OIS in, in April will be in, in San Diego. Uh, finally, I can't end this conversation without discussing your your other uh, your other business. I know you're you're talking to me from your uh, from someplace in your vineyard in Napa Valley. Uh, how, how did you come to uh, get involved in that business? In, in addition to doing what you do in ophthalmology. Well, um, right now uh, I'm standing in Yountville in our Jessup Cellars tasting room, a block north of the French Laundry. I uh, did implant surgery on Monday and Tuesday, and I did laser vision correction on Wednesday and Thursday, and then came out here to uh, the Napa Valley. And, and about 12 years ago, my best friend from medical school uh, and our wives, we, we uh, purchased a small wine business in the Napa Valley. And it's been a very interesting journey that I've learned a lot from, but I think what has been the most exciting for me is how the patient experience of you know, staging and creating uh, a process um, that creates memorable events, and there's nothing really more relational uh, than wine. I've, I've worked hard uh, to, to learn how to touch people with a wine experience, and so many of those principles have worked well in my office uh, as an ophthalmologist. And, and, and so the, the Napa Valley has just been a, a wonderful place to, 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 to you know, uh, work on that experience, but also to enjoy uh, some, some neat time. And actually some of my best innovation and thinking ability happens out here um, where you kind of get away from surgery and you get some time to think and write. And, 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 and it's a really unique uh, environment here that's brought a lot of, a lot of joy to my life. And I have to think January in Napa Valley is a little more tolerable than January in South Dakota. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit. Ben, so, thanks so much for taking some time today. I enjoyed the conversation again and look forward to seeing you at uh, OIS in April. I'll be there and thank you, Tom, so much. I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you again, Vance Thompson, for joining us on the OIS podcast. Tune in next week for another conversation. We'll see you in San Diego. 
Join the Surgical Ophthalmology Innovators on April 16th in San Diego for OIS and ASCRS, where you will see and meet the leading companies and clinicians. The now expanded program features a showcase of emerging technologies to treat the most pressing anterior segment diseases, while also including plenary talks and discussions around business, regulatory, and finance. Hear what Jim Mazo has to say. I would tell you that OIS is now the come-to meeting in ophthalmology, and the reason is, is you're able to bring industry, practitioners, innovators in one audience discussing not what's happening today, but what's happening tomorrow. Very rarely do you have a meeting where you're discussing the future of an industry. You're usually talking about the presence, and that's why people come to this meeting, because they're hearing about things today that will impact our industry tomorrow. Visit OIS.net and sign up today.